welcome to the podcast. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs, a podcast by two gay idiots navigating owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Welcome back. Really feeling the end stage right now, y'all. It's impossible Can to say the skip intro. To, <laughs> skip to the end. <laughs> oh god. No, this is the fun part. Come on, Kayleen. This is where we this is uh where the character gets all of their um tough backstory, you know? Yeah. So we really see what this we're made part, of. This is the part like in a zombie movie where they don't like you, you get you get like the outbreak and then you skip ahead six months and nobody talks about yeah. Nobody talks about that period in between where everyone has to figure out how to go from being like a soft, <laughs> a soft city boy, yeah, to like a hardened, a hardened zombie hunter. Yeah, um, I think because one of the reasons in we don't see that in like movies or in books, and we just kind of skip or be montage into it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the solutions for this uh, change and adapting yourself—it's boring. It's really fucking yeah. boring. It's just like every day you do. It's monotonous as fuck. Um, right. You know. So that's and it's also like it's uncomfortable because it involves mm-hmm. like uh, trying new things and making mistakes and not being good at stuff for a while until eventually you are. Staying mm-hmm. uh, flexible. This is, yeah, we cannot montage our way through this one, folks. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, you could. You know what I've been doing? I've been listening to uh, Drunken Sailor on repeat. So for uh, this part, for this montage. Like how I co- that sounds like how like I ho- coped with high school. <laughs> yeah, you know, sea you shanties. could just. Honestly, because here's a case for sea shanties. They are lighthearted and fun because uh, life at sea is hard. And yeah. so, like, it kind of makes sense to, like, cope with a fucking sea shanty. That's what they were created for. Literally. To fucking make life uh, bearable at sea. Well, I think, yeah, we're uh, we're entering a different age of, of culture where, you know, I think, I think we talked about this last episode where it was just like, oh, my gosh, I do not dream of labor. I want a soft life. I'm, we do not get soft life. I'm sorry. No. Like, we don't. Uh, this is end stage capitalism, folks. <laughs> we're coming. Yeah, unfortunately, no, we don't get we at, If we are ever going to get to a point where our lives are not ruled by capitalism, it's going to be a really tough, ugly, bloody, uh, bad way pathway. There, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not going to go quietly. Yeah. Um, so. I want to talk a little bit about something. So uh, we've talked about this in other episodes um, in past seasons, and I think it's really interesting how I, we have a whole episode about the future of social media. And basically our conclusion was that we're not going to be on our phones because our nervous systems are not going to be able to handle it. Um, and I think a lot of us have hit that point over these past few days uh, that like I have no desire to be on my phone right now. Be, and if I do get like caught in the loop, it's really rough. Um, it really sucks. And we're going to have more and more, like, rough loops coming. And, and if you've noticed, they're coming more frequently. 
another rough loop, a ru- another loop where it just like overtakes the new cycle. Um, so I want to talk about some of the things that we've been doing to stay off of our phones and kind of like. And as as previous episodes have outlined, Anna's a lot better at this than I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even I, uh, I, I'm gonna start off with I. <laughs> got a job. I I know I talked about this in the last episode. I got a job working with kids at a summer camp. And you know what? I'm not. I'm present and I am not on my phone. So I think it's definitely making me reconsider like some life choices and career things of like, okay, I don't want to be on a screen, but like I have too much free time. That's what like no one. One of the things where you get to a point of like time freedom in your business well, what do you really do with that time freedom? I know I was just scrolling. <laughs> I wasn't great with my time freedom. And I quite frankly think a lot of people aren't. So that's been really good for my screen time. Also got some really good summer books from some of my favorite authors. And God, I, when I think about what I want my future self to look like, I want her, like I've already been her. That's the thing. I what I wanted to go back to was when I didn't have a smartphone, I cooked every single one of my meals and I read a hundred books a year. That was me around like 2015 to maybe like 2017. Yeah. Um, and I just want to go back to that. So I, I've done it before. I know I can do it again. So what have you been doing, Kayleen? Um, trying to read, trying to stay bit also work. Um, even though it does feel weird to just be like, throwing yourself into work in the midst of, you know, chaos and suffering. Um, and I uh, came up with a new bullet journal format. So really, what are just we, try to you want to go into that? What are we tracking? Um, a little bit. I So there, one of the things I really, uh, so uh, I found, there's this person on TikTok that I found a while ago, uh, General Karanobi or something like that. Um, and they post about bullet journaling for, like, ADD, ADHD and shit like that. Um, and one of the things that they talked about, because um, in the past, like, I will use, uh, bullet journals tend to come with a lot of, like, habit trackers. Like, lots of people use it for that. I've noticed that, like, I'll use it for a while, and then as soon as, like, I become bad at a habit or something, it'll just, like, I'll just stop tracking it. Like, I skip two days, and then it's like, can't acknowledge that that ever happened. I'm going to abandon it forever. I'm tracking my habit tracking. Yes. Um, Whereas this, so this abandons the idea of using habit trackers and instead creates menus. Cute. Um, So I have a menu for what my AM and PM routine is. And I don't have to do everything on it. And if I don't do everything on the list, it doesn't mean that I failed at my habits. I just have a menu of things to choose from. That's cute. Um, so doing that for that and make also just like um, and using it to keep track of like new skincare products I've tried out. Um, reminding myself of like different things I can do for self-care. Uh, like I have a, a Sunday menu or a Monday menu. That's like my thing to do on my day off. And I made different, I made a bones and a no bones. <laughs> version of like what to do if I have a day off where I have a lot of energy and what to do if I do not and things so so that I can keep taking care of myself and my house in a way that is just like a little softer Mm -hmm. you know 
Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I also, instead of uh, like what I've done in the past is just kind of used my journal like willy nilly and like um, occasionally I'll make like spreads. I've just given, I've just given each day a page and however I decide to use it is how I decide to use it. And it's already pre-filled out. Um, nice. And so I'm tracking my, yeah, tracking tarot polls and skincare and work. And I've tried it, you know, I'm just like, I'm at the point where I can't have like work and life be tracked in separate places. It's all just in one. one I've messy. always done that as well. Anytime people yeah. are like a separate journal for this. I know because that separate journal is going to get abandoned. Like my journal is like, my dreams, my grocery list, yeah. my to-do list, my concepts, my goals. Like it's that's how my that's how it is in my brain. So that's how it's right. going to be. Um, on I do paper. technically have a second journal that's more uh, like spiritually minded, um, and but I feel like it's not even really a journal. It's just like a random like scrapbook of like cards and sigils and dreams and. I don't use it with any regularity. I just, like, when I know it's time to put something in that journal, I will. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, so my card for, like, cancer season slash uh, um, July was the devil reversed, and I can't help but think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Mine was, the, mine was the eight of wands. Moving, moving. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of tarot, shall we? Yeah. So we're coming off of an Ace of Wands, which uh, mm-hmm. a couple of days after this episode was released, we definitely got a strange new start to things. So yep, yep, um, some kind of spark. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So again, we have the um, Ethereal Visions Illuminated Tarot here, um, and what do we have coming up? What do the people need to know for? Next week, uh, this will be coming out right after a new moon in Cancer. Yeah, this is like uh, right before Fourth of July weekend. Yep, yep, Essence Fest too. If you're in New Orleans, hit me up. If you see any part- parties by Hulu or Spotify, I'll probably be there. Hey. Hey. I I always like your corporate gigs more than your wedding stuff. I know they're they're much chiller. Um, ah, interesting. Okay. I love it when she says interesting. We have the hanged man. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. This is, yeah, this <laughs> is, this is good. This is good. Uh, the hanged man is, I think, reinforcing something that we already kind of know. Um, definitely something that I've been feeling is that, um, this is a time right now to fucking just, like, take a second. Please just pause. Like, pause and, like, be still for just a moment <laughs> and try to look at things from multiple perspectives. Um, I just feel like with everything that's going on right now, a lot of people are flailing and panicking and freaking out. And there's a good reason. Like, I understand it. But, like, we have – we are, like – this is a long-haul activity. Mm-hmm. And we need to – get our minds right so 
yeah, it's okay. Um, embrace if you feel stuck right now, maybe embrace that and stop. It's like say it's like quicksand. How like the more you fight it, the faster you sink. This just might be the time to just like em- embrace still. Feel mm-hmm. be stuck. See what you can observe what you can see and perceive and strategize with when you're when you are stuck Mm -hmm. as opposed to when you are just like freaking the fuck out and flailing so yeah i think whenever i get the the hanged man it yeah it's like i feel like stillness change of perspective like look Mm -hmm. at it upside down you know like it's literally somebody hanging from their ankle and they can't move their ankle um, they can't move their body because they are suspended in air. Um, right. I would say it's like a little more harsh card of like temperance. Um, yeah. Temperance is a very like flow, alchemy. Vibes. Plus. No, this is like an abrupt stop, an ad- yeah. abrupt drop. <laughs> yeah. And I and I, I think the hangman can come uh, for how I've seen it kind of play out in other people's readings and yeah. like my readings myself. Um I, the hangman can kind of be like a tower moment also. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that play out a few times at this point, and it kind of makes sense because it's just like, oh, you're gonna, yeah. I think it's also like, it. I mean, if you look at the hand, hanged man in like religious symbology, it's also a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you need to give um, in order to transcend? Yeah, and I think um, it's interesting coming off of, like, the Ace of Wands and then, like, the Hangman. Yeah. Um, and we're like, oh, wait. Hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. Hurry up and wait energy. Change your, change your, well, it's just kind of, like, what we've, we keep going through, like, these collective quantum leaps together where, like, oh, the world is not the same world that we were living in a week ago. This fucking right. happens every month at this point. Um, right. so it's just like the, the ace of wands is like the capacity to like handle and accept and like have a lightness to that change. Um, and the hangman is just like, here, here we go. You know, that's, uh, yeah. we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what next week, next week's poll will be. Um, if we get like some more like chill out or it's time, it's like go time kind of thing, because yeah. I think we're definitely... It's been really interesting these uh, these past few seasons, seeing like the narrative that's being told, and how these cards are like interacting with each other in the collective world that we're living in. Yeah. So, all right, thank you, Kayleen. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. Now it is time for the main dish. So, we got th- th- this week's episode is, uh, as you could probably tell, going to be a bit more of the end stage capitalism than the entrepreneurs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really glad uh, we baked that into the ep- in, into the podcast um, because right. <laughs> our timing was a okay on that one. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, early drafts had it as late stage capitalism, and I was like, oh no no no. Yeah. End stage. <laughs> yeah. End stage. Yeah, and now we're kind of here and we're, like, uh... Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, we joked last week about how bad our predictions were about not having a riot summer and talked about 
the uh, the Supreme Court leak that happened. Well, as you all know, on Friday, that leak, that opinion became real. Um, Not surprisingly, even with a month of lead time, Mm -hmm. uh, no, no politicians acted in a West Wing like way to come save us behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Because it turns out that Aaron Sorkin, uh, Aaron Sorkin caused uh, is I think a big reason why we're in a lot of tr- a lot of the troubles that we are now, because people tend have think that um, what's going on in Washington for the Democrats is like is like that on that show, and that it's not. They don't know how to play the game. It well, fucking sucks. I, I would even venture to say something even more insidious that they do know how to play the game, and they are in bed with the Republicans, and they do want this. I don't think we yeah. would be here if they didn't want this. Um, there were so many, so many times and opportunities and things that they could have done. Like they were even talking about um, when the Supreme Court justice, uh, I think it was Amy Coney Barrett was like the last one sworn in. Like the Democrats could have put another justice on that. They were like, we don't want to do they that. Could have, they could have blocked her. Mm-hmm. Her hearing, mm-hmm. like they, like the, like the Republicans did with Merrick Garland mm-hmm. um, when Obama was on his way out. Mm-hmm. They could have. There were so many things that they could have done um, to make to make that a more difficult process and just run out the clock until the, he couldn't appoint anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think. In my opinion, I think, you know, saying the Democrats don't know how to play the game. No, they do. They're just all playing on the same team. They wanted this to happen. Um, Yeah. Like, they're, they don't. Uh, Yeah, I think they are, um, it is very, I guess it is very generous for me to assume that it is weaponized incompetence. Yeah. I I really don't think so. I think, uh, I think they wanted this to happen. Um, uh, Fuck, I, the... The long-term goal, I don't know. I I guess it's fascism, right? Um, just, like, more control. Yeah. Um, and I guess yeah. that's I mean, I a bipartisan fascist, you know? I personally believe that this is, like, a deliberate... This is, like, a deliberate uh, strategy to get leftist people out of the South. Mm-hmm. To drive people out of Southern... Out of, out of red states. Mm-hmm. So that there is no resistance, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what what bigger yeah to drive people out, to drive resistance out of red states or out of the country. Yeah, I think so it can just. I think be, what it's going to look like is, uh, yeah, progressive people leaving red states and progressive people leaving blue states to go to more progressive countries. I think right. we're kind of in a. Great migration, if you will. Um, and, and it's just like, it sucks because, like, I understand why anyone would want to do that. But it's also just like, it's also exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, and I think at the end of the day, what's really important to, like, just keep in mind with, because a lot of people are saying a lot of different things of, we should do this, we should do that. Like, check in with yourself. Um, this is, like, where your intuition is come going to come to play um what not honestly like not even what are you comfortable doing like what what do you feel in your body is the right thing to do you know um be honest with like your energy resources your physical resources um what is going to be a better life 
Uh, right. Uh, and sometimes, you know, that's sacrifice and martyrdom, and sometimes it's <laughs> fucking off into somewhere else. Um, but it's a personal choice, and you still do have sovereignty at the end of the day, um, even though, right. you know, they're like, oh, it's not going to happen. But um, I think... I, I, I think a lot of people are pissed off uh, that this happened. Um, I'm, I'm just embarrassed, um, and I quite frankly think we deserve this. Like, we, we earned this um, by not fighting our government and standing up for what we believe in. And people are, you know, people say, oh, well, we have a government that keeps us complacent. Nobody fucking keeps you complacent. You keep yourself complacent. Right. Um, countries that have rights fight for them. Um, and especially in a yeah. place like this, where we really push innovation and um, so many things. Like, we're one of the most creative countries in the fucking world. Uh, but what do we do with it? Capitalism? Facebook? We can't even, like, no. we can't bully our government. Into <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like if you look at the way... China protests or France protests or Mexico protests. Mm-hmm. Um, their leaders are genuinely afraid of their citizens and so they serve them. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid you try to take uh, the French work week down to like a, 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 any higher than, I don't know what, 25, 30 hours, I think whatever. It's at 35 is full time. I mean, it's, it's 32. 32, and then 32. anything over that is illegal. Yeah. Um, God forbid, try to raise that to 35. They will light the streets. They will light a cop car on fire. Like, no, no blink. That's like, yeah. that's the reason, that's the, that is the, that's the first thing that'll happen. Um, um, and and I'm sorry, but they get shit done. And we're too uh, worried about personal property destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we're and what it you know. We're very afraid here. Um and like we do have a really gnarly police state. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like downgrade that. Um but I do wanna mention that this is now a state's issue. And a lot of these states uh that are passing this legislation, you know what they don't have? Budgets. They do not. IT departments. <laughs> like people are like, Don't post this on social media or what? Or, or, or what, Texas? The, the Texas uh, intelligence agency is going to... They, they can't keep their lights on. You know? Um, yeah. They, they can't... Entire, Odessa, the, yeah. the city of Odessa in Texas does not have water. Okay? Like, like the, we do not... Even if they wanted to have a robust police state in these states, they do not have the money. They do not have the resources. No amount of funding any donor would give them would have that infrastructure in place you know like like they can't even stop a school shooting in texas um yeah so like just think uh we're not we're not fighting masterminds here we're really not um we're right. we're, we're fighting and I think, under an yeah. underserved government that um has no idea you know um if anything it's more virtue signaling um yeah. and it's gonna I fuck think, the people the most i think are the people that are already pregnant and something happens because yeah. they're already in the system yeah i mean and it's the people yeah the people i'm i'm worried you know most concerned for right now are people who had abortion scheduled like yeah this weekend you know yeah. um which um, I think about I don't know. that if too. If you follow me on Instagram, I just shared there is a the pretty much the only uh, abortion clinic 
that is available in the Gulf South right now is a place called the Pink House in Jackson, Mississippi. And they, through whatever loophole in Mississippi's trigger law, are able to continue to operate for the next eight days. Mm. Um, which means that they'll still be in operation by the time this episode comes out because we're recording on a Sunday and this will come out on Wednesday. Um, they're trying to get as many people in as possible. Um so I would uh, encourage you maybe to check out the Pink House if you are someone who wants to give money. Um, that'd be a worthy cause. Please don't give to Pan- Planned Parenthood and please don't give to fucking whatever state Democrat yeah. representative who literally just used the last month of of headway that we got on this decision to draft some more fundraising emails. That's all. That's all. They've. This is why Roe v. Wade is, is overturned. Is because instead of codifying the law in the last forty years, in the many opportunities they had to do it, they have been fundraising on the back of Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. They have been. Once that wasn't a thing, you know, they have been. That that is the thing that they can get the most money out of is vowing to protect our right to a bodily autonomy and abortion and so they never actually did anything to secure it because they have profited off its insecurity and now it's gone it is greed it is bullshit do not give give to give to local abortion funds in your area or give it to give directly to someone who needs an abortion Mm mm-hmm the end mm-hmm. i'm just like so i feel like i am more mad right now at the collective response to this happening than i am to it actually happening because mm-hmm. i feel like so many people are just it's just raw like they it's like 2020 never happened i'm just like okay i'm gonna just here are the people that i'm pissed at People who are fucking going to political actions and taking pictures and posting video and putting them on Facebook. I know we just had this talk about how, whatever. But did you learn nothing from 2020 about, like, Mm -hmm. basic, like, political action security? Don't fucking take pictures of people and post them on social media of their faces without... If you want to put yourself in whatever, but don't fucking put people's faces on social media. Stop with these, like, if you want to go camping and you can't go camping, you can go camping at my house. Like, one, as someone pointed out, I hope someone on my Facebook feed posted, they're like, I'm telling you right now, you know who who isn't going to get this? Autistic people. Bitch. <laughs> stop with the vague shit. Please stop being vague. Please stop. Like, it, and it's also just, like, so obviously people flailing. And I'm guessing that, like, 80% of those people would not actually house a stranger in need um, if they actually had to. Yeah. Right. And if they did, they might do it once and then never do it again. Um, I'm calling all your bluff. Because also the people that... Uh the people that would do something like that, they don't need to advertise it. They're already baked no, in enough honestly, into a network to uh, know honestly, that that's yeah, where they stand. You, you shouldn't just be advertising this to your like, to your Facebook or Instagram following, which I'm sorry is just a fucking vacuum. It's uh, and and hoping that like six months down the line, when someone needs it, someone will like randomly remember that you posted it. If you really, really want to be a part of a network that supports people who are having abortions and sheltering and housing people who need them and who may be having to cross state lines to get them. You need to get in touch 
with the abortion fund that is closest to you because they are the people who are actually organizing. And you probably need to do that in like two or three weeks when they are completely inundated. There's so, a there's a subreddit, too, called the Auntie Network. Um, I mean, they've yeah. been in it for a long time. So check yeah. check that out. I know that's also show, social media. And also, but. yeah, if you are new to this, shut the fuck up and listen to the people who've been doing it for a long time. Please. Just for, like, half a second. Um, and don't get insulted if they tell you, no, if anybody tells you no or not right now. Mm-hmm. I just want to comment on the people that, uh, you know, the people that are like, come camp. I mean, this happened to me um, a year ago. I was couch surfing pregnant. Um, like my lease had just expired. I was set to move, but it, like I couldn't move in for like another month. So I was like, cool, I'm going to have like an abortion couch surfing. This is great. Um, and a friend called me out of nowhere. It was right after the Texas thing. And she said, I have a bed available. Um, I'm going to let people who need abortions in Texas have it. And I was just, I started crying immediately. And I was like, oh my God, I need it. Like I am your friend in need. And then she talked to her roommates and, and they said she couldn't. So like, that's just kind of my whole experience of people who advertise like that. They want They're the, doing it to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know what? That uh, was probably one of the most insidious things of the whole situation was getting my hope up like yeah. that. And then that's really pulling, heartbreaking. It, pulling it back. And now, I mean, I never really trusted this person um, and I thought it was pretty empty. And also, it's really funny because this person is very involved with the democratic politics and is going to law school. So these are, I mean, <laughs> the people in the system yeah. typically aren't your friends. Um, they yeah. don't give a and shit when about push you. Comes to, when push comes to shove, I mean, everyone is like maybe like one scary legal letter away from like not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Once the actual consequences mm-hmm. make themselves apparent. Are you really willing to be prosecuted for acting in alignment with your values. Mm-hmm. We're just, Not, we're very soft here. We've never yeah. had to um, back it up. Um, nope. And we've been very, very entitled like this whole time. People are like, how could this happen? Where have you been? Where have yeah. you been? Have you been asleep at the wheel? It seems like you've been asleep yeah. at the wheel. Of course this is going to happen. Like, um, who knows when? I mean, I obviously didn't think, <laughs> I thought we were going to have a not rioty summer, but honestly, have there been riots? I hate to not say really. it. Have there been fucking riots or have there been marches? I haven't seen a riot. Yeah, I mean, except for the people. I was like, can we go back to looting targets again? Please, God. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful time. We had hope. <laughs> we had hope in that first week. Oh, yeah, and being, like, scared looting, in our houses. Looting, tar- looting targets and lighting police stations on fire. Can we go back to that? More of that, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they don't make their pockets hurt. But, uh, no, we're just going to, you know... Do, do what we always do. Um, yeah, so interesting times. Um, I'm just mad on the internet, and I need to, tur- I need to turn my phone off. Yeah. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see how this goes. I, 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 I truly, I, I'm glad that we pulled the hangman, because that is the thing that has been frustrating me right now, is that I feel like people are just reacting um, and this is not like this is a I feel like I feel like the same I did the same way I felt when Donald Trump got elected, which is like we are in this for the long haul mm-hmm. and this is going to be really hard. <laughs> it's going to be hard. Um, and I think something else that nobody's I, I don't hear anybody talk about. Honestly, the people I hear talk about this are, are the right wing, but I don't think they're wrong um, when we say revolution. You know what that's going to look like? A civil war. 
Um, And I think we need to really think about what that looks like. And, like... I do think it's pretty foolish of the Supreme Court to uh, make a ruling that's so wildly unpopular uh, right after giving the rights uh, of gun buying, like <laughs> expanding the rights of, for gun buying. And this is the thing, like where. <laughs> but uh, but let but, you know but how many? I don't think it's. I think it's intended, Kayleen. I think it is. I, I think it's to weaponize fucking people I think they want it to crash and I don't know why I think this is okay this is another crackpot theory but like I don't think it's that wrong I think with the intersection of climate change and our resource issues like I've seen articles that we have 10 weeks of fucking grain left in this country and I think they know that shit is gonna hit the fan but they want us to fight each other instead of fight them because like right. it's like the same thing with Russia and like the gas well, increases, like we were gas ta- price increases. It's like we were talking about last week about what gets you, out, what got us out of the Great Depression. War, yeah, and war. I think it's war against Russia or I think it's civil war. I, I, I don't yeah. know. It, it, I don't. I think soft life is over, friends. Um, <laughs> I think this is kind of like the good times, and I don't. I don't know. I know. I, I realize what's behind those words, and I realize how how scary that is. But um, I just—it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that we're weaponizing people and uh, making very sweeping device action and threatening things. Like I've seen things that they're like, oh, we like in Texas they might require pregnancy tests for any woman leaving the state. Cool. They couldn't even have enough COVID tests. Right. Like I, I, they're, these are yeah, hollow like, words. What, what they, they're gonna make everybody pee in the cup at the at at the fucking Texas Louisiana border. Like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, um, yeah, and just kind of like having these de facto borders, which I mean, eh, look at like the Balkans, you know, um, and and the restructuring of lines and the restructuring of countries and like illegitimate countries and. Things that UN doesn't recognize. Like these are these are the signs. And I think we're in it too much to be like, oh no, it's okay. But I think people looking in, I know my friends like out of the country, they're like, girl, like the signs are there. Like (laughs) this is what happens. And I mean, like also I also want to remind everyone, if you have not heard listened to the episode, the interview that we did with Vera in season two about Pluto return the US Pluto return. Which is, I think, what we are feeling right now. Yeah. Um, Saturn is retrograde as well. Until, I think, like, mid-October. Um, yeah. Which I felt that. I felt Saturn go retrograde. I'm in my Saturn return right now, so it's just like... Yeah. All right. I feel like your Saturn return never ends. My Saturn return, I think, is like two and a half years. That's wild. I feel like mine was six months. Love that for you. But um, mm-hmm. I'm a Saturn-ruled birth chart in my first fucking house i have a capricorn yeah. stellium and rising all in my first house Ooh. so <laughs> this is who she is at this point i was just like little hard work never hurt anybody um <laughs> it's it's how i was raised and i think honestly you better work <laughs> yeah i soft life was never anything that was presented to me as an immigrant daughter. I saw everybody in my life that I knew and loved work really fucking hard um, to get to what happened. And I think part of that is like Protestant work ethic, but I think part of it was just coming from fucking extreme poverty and figuring it the fuck out. Um, 
So, yeah, Capricorn immigrant family. That'll do it for you, I think. Um, And I also want to, like, I want to talk a little bit about immigration uh, for the people that aren't going to want to stay and fight and kind of, like, some resources to get there. Um, I think, number one, uh, learn the language. I think a lot of people it seems really difficult and impossible to do because you can't know the language. Start learning the language. Start learning another language. That's going to think, I think that's always been a really important asset, but English is, um, I think in our lifetime, we're going to see it not be a dominant language. Um, It's going to be for (laughs) the pilgrim people, you know, (laughs) like, um, but learning another language and then like getting over there and meeting people because they're like oh you would need a work sponsor I know a lot of people who have done it um, by just kind of going and networking and meeting people and figuring it out um, and being of use to a community or a society to um, bring something to your community people don't want freeloaders especially as an immigrant they don't want you to be just taking shit you have to give back um you don't have currency you're in a country that's not yours you are not shit and i think that's really hard uh to undo a lot of the entitlement there um Mm -hmm. and then i know i've talked about this on the podcast before illegal immigration uh because these rules are getting as as we go deeper into whatever we're getting into the the rules and the borders are going to become less and less yeah more arbitrary as we descend into chaos um so i know for example in spain you can live there have an address and then um you can have residency for two years and then you are applicable for a social security card and with that card you get health care and the right to work legally what else do you need that's it so um i think a lot of times there's like this doom and gloom Um, And I think this is like a fun intersection of like, oh, we're fucked. Like, this is where your mindset work and this is where your manifestation is going to come to play. It's not, you know, booking a $10,000 coaching client. Like, this is when you really have to have the mindset of like... Manifesting survival. Yeah. um, You know, of of really listening. This is when your apocalypse magic is really going to have to do it, uh, where you just have to kind of decide... this is what I'm doing, and then just go in and figure it figure it out and let let life surprise you and let miracles fucking happen because I think as we get more and more stripped away of our rights and our technology addiction, it's opening more space for miracles in the day-to-day, which I know it sounds fucking stupid, but I it's like I wholeheartedly believe that magical things happen when we are vulnerable and when we're open because that's the thing with vulnerability and being scared um you can like open to whatever the fuck is happening and be like okay i need to adapt or you can just be and it also afraid enables other people to see you and connect mm-hmm. and that's really powerful too yeah so i mean it'll definitely be an interesting change of events and by God, if you haven't, you know, shifted your social circle yet um, to people that are safe and that you trust. I don't even know if I like the word safe at this point, because I think that also seems very entitled. Like people are like, oh, you're yeah. safe. No, like lots of people are not safe and that's OK. Yeah. 
That's okay. You can still be unsafe and have your peace of mind. And that's the thing. Right. You can always have your peace of mind. Um, yeah. But, yeah, those are, like, my, my two cents um, for, I guess, like, immigration. I'll let – if you want to speak on, like, some mutual aid stuff, I feel like you're pretty rooted yeah, in that. I feel like this is a really, really important time to, like – get to I, I feel like I say this a lot but please get to know your neighbors and not just the people on your block um the people that you if, if shit really gets like real um it's the in-person connections that you're gonna need to have you need to know that there are people nearby who will check on you who will who will talk to you who will tell you who will inform like inform you of things and what's going on um please make friends with your neighbors please try to uh get to know like please please get to know people in your area who have like wildly different life experiences than you do and different connections and like please like this is the time to uh really like get out of your fucking safety bubble and make your make your social circle and your community as diverse as possible um uh yeah and like i said if you are if you are serious about putting your yourself and your family and your comfort at risk in order to break the law and aid and abet in abortions get connected to an abortion fund because they have the network in place. Please do not try to go rogue and start a new underground railroad all by yourself because I promise you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, and do it not now. Do it in a month. Mm-hmm. Do it when the news cycle moves on and everybody has just decided that this is the new normal. Like, just, if you're in it for the long haul, then fucking prove it. It's like Mardi Gras. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. That's what the end of the world is, just like Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um I think there uh, we're going to see I mean I think at this point um the world at large is kind of like in a wild card mode. Um, Earth is in its flop era, in the words of Z-Way. Yeah, like, we're uh, we're definitely finding out, and, and we'll see how this cookie crumbles. But um, I think at the end of the day, just uh, keep on keeping on, because what else are you going to do? And if you're a frantic mess, um, then it's fine. And as somebody who had an abortion less than a year ago and was like couch surfing and needed to utilize resources fortunately i was able to have it you were in a a quote unquote good state Mm -hmm. you were in colorado which is like supposed to be a safe haven and what people and it was still it was you still faced like incredibly difficult circumstances Mm -hmm. and what people like to say and what they actually do um, are, are two different things. Um, so just keep people around that you love. And, and I was eventually able, like, I stayed with a friend who um, housed me up. And she was, you know, they were like, I 
didn't even ask my partner because of course not. Like, I don't care what the fuck they would say. And those are the kind of people that you're going to need to have to go to bat with you. Like, I don't fucking care what the people are saying with you. You are kind of in dire circumstances and I am here for you. Um, Yeah. And I'll deal with the fallout of it later. Yeah. I don't need to ask permission from anybody. Um, yeah, Yeah. And this person is also not on the internet. She never advertised anything for me, so I think there's a lot of truth. Um, And to just, like, knowing who you can reach out to and who you can trust. Um, Because, unfortunately, it's just kind of... uh, We are fertile for a surprisingly long time. And I kind of want to touch on um, this fad, I guess, of people promoting vasectomies and celibacy... Um, I think deciding to go celibate is a very, there's a lot of physical consequences to that also. Um, we're denying ourselves one of the best human pleasures that, that we can have. And it's honestly, it's playing into the pro-life rhetoric, which is Mm -hmm. that, uh, pregnancy is a punishment for women who enjoy themselves Mm -hmm. and that, and that children, yeah, pregnancy and children are the natural punish, are a punishment for women. Mm Mm-hmm. So, also, I'm just like, I'm sorry, y'all, all these fucking people who claim that this needs to be the next Lysistrata and we need to go on a sex strike. Like, y'all think more women aren't going to get hurt because of that? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, amazing how many good guys out there become not so good when they, uh, mm-hmm. when their blowjob machine stops working. Yeah. Um, and... It's, uh, I think also there's, like, a rush to get birth control, and there's this idea that, like, um... Yeah, um, plan B, you guys, is not in danger right now. It may be, like, the, 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 one of the Supreme Court laws that, uh, Roe v, that was based in the same, like, uh, argument as Roe v. Wade has to do with contraception, but as of right now... Plan B is not in danger, so stop buying up all of the resources mm-hmm. because I'm telling you, like, the fucking, like, people who really need it are going from CVS to CVS and finding empty shelves right mm-hmm. now. They don't know. They're not friends with you on Facebook. They don't know you have it. And I think, like, you know, there's this, like, mass uh, rush to, uh, like, get your IUD and get on birth control, but I, uh, I, get, I get it, but I also know that like birth control has some really fucking bad side effects for people like very like suicidal that for a lot of birth control suicidal ideation is a side effect um for iud's at the same time i know like yeah and but at the same time i know people who would uh if they were in a forced pregnancy would probably choose suicide Mm-hmm. And so we are, like, being pushed into, like, these impossible mm-hmm. choices and circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, but, yes, and also, like you said, like, the fucking vasectomy rhetoric out there is, ju- is like, literally, like, the same as abortion, as, like, as like pro-life rhetoric. Like, I, I just, like, why, why, why do people think that forced sterilization is the solution to this problem? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not, the whole fight for for choice is a fight for bodily autonomy so yeah stop it's so it's so creepy it's so creepy yeah i understand wanting to have men shoulder shoulder i I understand being sick of having like the people who are who bear children to being the people who uh have to 
you know, bear the brunt of protecting themselves. And I get that that's where that's coming from. But, like, please think about the rhetoric coming out of your mouth for, like, two seconds. Yeah. It's gross. And, it's eugenics. Um, it's the same white supremacist pro-life bullshit. And... You know, I haven't been on birth control for, like, 10 years, and, like, my past abortion, like, that was not an accident. Like, I was fucking made a bad decision and was, like, having playing with fire, if you will. So, um, of of my 10-year span (laughs) of not being on birth control and uh, not getting pregnant, two things. Track your cycle. Um, Write it down. Take your temperature. Every morning before you get out of bed, write it down. The first day of your cycle is day one of your cycle when you start bleeding and then write down your temperature every day and when you ovulate your basal temperature which is the first temperature you take in the morning it spikes one degree goes up a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah so you can see when you're ovulating you can only get pregnant in the window of your ovulation um and then number two there's a lot of ways to have sex without intercourse a lot of ways yes Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of ways yeah. to have sex without intercourse. So explore that. Have some fun. Um, there doesn't need to be penetration involved of, you know, sex organs that yeah. uh, will create pregnancy. So. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If you like penetration, there are strap-ons. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, people who have penises can also wear strap-ons. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And so maybe this is. So I, I just feel like those two are better solutions as as somebody who really enjoys having sex with people of uh, avoiding pregnancy and not um having you know having yeah. lower risk uh i mean yeah if you're not having penetration you're not gonna get pregnant so um yeah well anyway so hopefully this is educational in some sort of way we'll see how this uh continues to unfold um you know what i will say about this season it keeps you on the edge of your seat um we're just getting more and more unhinged and less and less entrepreneurial it's it's not boring no so um thank you to our three listeners yeah i think we also have like way too much respect for the government um they're fucking bozos so um yeah win stupid prizes. I think it's time for them to win some stupid prizes. Um, mm-hmm. So, fuck around and find out. Fucking so three-ring circus. Takes two to play this game. Um, shall we go into Bro Book Review? Let us. Okay. Bro Book Reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. Let us, let us review. <laughs> so this one, I, you know... I don't think we need a business book today, so I am going rogue, and I'm doing a sad book review, and I would say this is one of the... S- this is... We'll say that this is in honor of yeah. my birthday. Aileen's birthday is tomorrow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm doing sad girl karaoke tonight, which is a, my yearly yeah. tradition. Um, it's cancer season, y'all. Do you cry your birthday? Are you a birthday crier? Not necessarily. Gosh, I I don't know why I like I so at the summer camp I had like a group of girls and I had I asked them I was like raise your hand if you've cried on your birthday. <laughs> they all did. So I I'll, I'll have you know. I'm sure I yeah. have. I don't regularly. know if I have recently. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a it's not a well, I tradition. think birthdays I mean they're so emotional to me and so self-reflective. They're yeah. never that celebratory. And I think everybody has their own relationships with their birthdays. Um 
I love my yeah. birthday. I want all the attention. I I do like attention. I do not like self-reflection, but... <sighs> oh, yeah, I know. Fuck that. Um, okay, so the book for this review is The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. This is one that <laughs> Kaylian and I Cry, have both bitch. read. This, If you don't sob, like, your fucking organs are getting tormented, like... I don't trust you. This book. Yeah. If you need some cathartic release after the current events, please give this yeah, book a read. Yeah, this book will destroy you. Um, and, and not mm-hmm. even in the best way possible. I mean, I don't think it's ever good to get destroyed, but like sometimes you need it. Um, this is a yeah. book following sisters in World War II France that is occupied by the Nazi regime. And we see, we follow both of them in what they do to mm-hmm. act in the resistance. And it's, God, I mean, I think sometimes for me, I think especially, and I know this rhetoric can be tricky when you're just like other people have it worse but like read a fucking sad world war ii novel and then like look at yourself in your the mirror and be like pull yourself together you are elastic girl <laughs> like you know like you read what some of these people like this isn't even a hundred years ago like some people like the horrors that they've endured and they did it um we're I don't want to say we're going to be okay but like humanity and humans are fucking built tough as fuck even the 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 act of giving fucking birth is metal as shit um and the sadness that we can carry and the despair and the suffering it's so beautiful and this book just captures it so incredibly well all of the characters it's one of my favorite books of all time all of the characters like one of my favorite things is when you get you feel empathy for the villain because you get their backstory and you see how they ended up there um, because it's never as cut and dry as you want it to be. And she just takes such, such, such good care of her characters to the point where it's just like you almost feel like she's lived multiple lives where she's been each and every one of these characters with how much grace and compassion she gives her characters, which is what I think gives such a good book um, when you can just nurture your characters and have them fucking break your heart. <sighs> yes. So that was a five-star read for me. Yeah. Read that one. Yeah. Read. I love that one. She's a very good author in mm-hmm. general. Yeah, there's a couple. Um, there's she has another one, The Four Winds, which are about um, uh, dust bowl drama, also very sad, uh-huh. and The Great Alone, which is uh, Alaskan drama. She has some other ones, but those are the ones that just like really made me cry. They she's yeah. We're lucky to live in the same timeline as her. Um, yeah, yeah. She's very good at uh, feminine despair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and tough, yeah. tough women. Yeah, well, like people who, um, when everything else gets stripped away, mm-hmm. still... Got the vitality. Very Seven of Wands energy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, all right, so my plugs are, you can find me on the, the fake.guru on TikTok. I don't know how much I'm going to be on there for the next month. I think I might kind of... Yeah chilling in my own world reading books in the bathtub also that's a nice hack uh 
Kayleen knows this. I do most of my reading in the bathtub. It's like a portal. It's like a book portal. Mm -hmm. You just go in the bathtub and you can get so much reading done. Um, And then uh, Instagram at the.fakeguru. I think I will be posting more book content on there because I think that's kind of what we need right now. Um, Yeah, yeah. escapism. What do you got, Kayleen? Uh, You can find me at the swamp. uh, You can find me at swamp witch with four eyes. Um, or Candles Unincorporated on Instagram. It's my birthday tomorrow, so if you want to, um, you know, pin a dollar mm-hmm. on me in the New Orleans tradition, uh, you should send me some mm-hmm. money. Yeah. It'd be great. I live in the South, yeah. okay? <laughs> and I have a uterus, so give me yeah. your money. Um, yeah, you can find the podcast at entrepreneurs.com or entrepreneurs.podcast on Instagram. Have a gay day. Indeed.